0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guide, your insider's guide to all things franchising in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guy. This is the place for advocacy, resources, and education on all things franchising and small business entrepreneurship in the local area. And it's a great place for anybody who's an entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur to stop by if they just want to learn more about the franchising and small business industry. Speaking of anything in the franchising and small business industry, we're going to talk about something that impacts many micro-entrepreneur enterprises. Our guest today is Regina Krebs, CPA, here to talk to us about the Nebraska Advantage Micro-Enterprise Tax Credit. Try saying that seven times real fast. Regina, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I really appreciate it. So this is, the, this is the part where I get to look down and do a little bit on your bio and embarrass you a little bit. So Regina is a recognized expert, has literally testified in the state capitol on the passage, renewal, and the details of this microenterprise tax credit. I'm just going to call it that for now. We'll give it its nickname, right? Microenterprise yep. tax credit. Yep, absolutely. And so Regina has spoken on this uh, repeatedly has done presentations on it, and as I said, served as an expert witness. Needless to say, a good person to go to if you want to know more about this particular piece of legislation and this tax credit. So, very happy to have you here today. Thank you. And I'm going to start by asking you, can you describe in relative layman's terms, what is the Nebraska Advantage Microenterprise Tax Credit?
1: It is a tax credit that's been on the books for a little over 15 years now. Uh, Nebraska had put together their Advantage uh, Economic Development Programs, and this was part of it. The other parts of it really served the bigger business er sections, um, utilities, uh, livestock uh, operations, but this one they... Tailored specifically for startups and micro businesses, which the state de- describes a micro business mm-hmm. as five employees or less.
0: Gotcha. Well, you just answered my next question. So <laughs> nice work. Just like a CPA, being very detailed <laughs> with the first question, predicting the nec- next one. So.
1: so, yeah. And it's five, five full time equivalent employees. Mm-hmm. So you can okay. have 10 employees as long as they don't equal full time equivalency
0: and full-time equivalency in this case is how many hours 20, a week? 2040. 2040? Yep, okay. 40 hours a week. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And so you need to be based in or doing business in the state of Nebraska? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yep. Any other qualifications that people should know about?
1: That is really it. There's a few qualifications when you're dealing with microenterprise uh, tax credits and you're the entrepreneurs, the other qualifications you own the business. You're involved in the day-to-day operations, right. management decisions really kind of fall into place. So,
0: Gotcha. And then just to back up a little bit, this is going back to your very first days of accounting, but I'm going to ask you to come into my world a little bit here. Talk to me a little bit about what, what a tax credit is in a circumstance like this.
1: Right. So in the tax world, we've got different things. You can have a deduction. Um And uh, those take off. So you've got your gross income. The tax deduction takes Mm -hmm. off of that gross income before you get to taxable income. Your Your taxes due are calculated on that taxable income. Right. So the tax credit comes in at the other layer. Once you've established your tax bill, the tax credit basically helps you pay that tax bill. So it's a direct dollar-for-dollar credit off of your taxes due.
0: Going right to the bottom, literally. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. So.
0: Thank you for explaining that in terms that I could understand. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you've worked with a lot of clients. Obviously, we're not going to ask you to release anything confidential, but you've worked with a lot of clients who've successfully obtained this tax credit. Mm -hmm. What does the tax credit potentially look like? Like, is there a maximum, a minimum, and... Well, let me just start with that question.
1: There really is no minimum on the tax credit. Uh, The maximum is uh, $20,000 in tax credits, which is calculated on, it's a 20% tax credit. So basically, in a nutshell, if you spend $10,000 on qualified expansion business expenses, you get $20,000 back. That would be the maximum, but. You know, certainly when we're dealing with small businesses, yeah. they haven't put a floor or a minimum on it other than obviously the economics of applying for and obtaining the credit.
0: Well, and $20,000 is no chump change, let alone $10,000 for a micro or startup business.
1: Right, exactly. Yep. Yeah. And I've dealt with businesses that, you know, um, forty dollars or $50,000 worth of business expenses was a lot for them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the $10,000 that they got back was certainly huge help.
0: And then tell me about, I mean, obviously there's a reason you're involved in this. It's probably not simple to to get a tax credit. What does the process look like, and when can you apply for it?
1: So the application period for the microbusiness uh, is open from basically January 1st through November 1st okay. of the current year. So applications are being accepted now for expenditures um, that will be or have been made for 2023.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. And so we're recording this in January of 23, just a couple of weeks into the year. And it's right now you can already do it for the current tax year for start tracking it.
1: Yes. And it's a two year program. So if you don't get um, the expenses met in 2023, you can carry that over to 2024.
0: Oh, OK, good. So a little bit of a gimme, almost a mulligan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What does the process look like? I mean, so it's, you're, you're dealing with the Department of Revenue. They always make everything really easy and use really simple language. So it's just, I mean, you just kind of snap your fingers and get the whole thing done, right?
1: Uh, they have actually simplified this process. Yeah. So uh, there's a, an application on the website that you can go fill out. Um, the application itself isn't difficult. Um, I think it's probably understanding what they're looking for on the application, the underlying information, and how you can use that information to your advantage. So, um, But yeah, other than filling out the application, they'll review the application and they'll issue tax credits. They will send a letter out and says, you've been reserved X number of dollars of tax credits. Mm -hmm. And then when you go to file your income tax uh, the following year, so again, next March, uh, you can take uh, the expenditures and we have to file those um, and tell the department what we uh, spent the money on. Mm-hmm. And uh, the biggest, one of the biggest things uh, for some of my small businesses are keeping the receipts <laughs> yeah. because you have to send in all the receipts for that. So, and they will basically take all of that. They'll audit the receipts, the expenditures and send you a check or a direct deposit.
0: Gotcha. Any estimation on, so if you submit the application and then you said you actually get a a verification back virtually via email, et cetera, roughly Mm -hmm. how much time it takes to get that back from the state? Uh,
1: They've been processing the applications in less than a month. Oh, okay. So the tax credits to get the tax credit back Mm -hmm. may be a little bit longer. Um, Those are kind of dependent on the department's resources. So, like I said, they actually audit those receipts and expenditures, Uh, and it depends on how much you have. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've got a business that uh, purchased a new building for $120,000 or whatever. That's met the maximum. There's really only five sheets of paper that you need to turn in to collect that $20,000. It gets to be a little bit more complicated if you're collecting the credit for payroll wages Mm -hmm. or, you know, uh, advertising expenditures, stuff that takes a lot of transactions to get to that $100,000.
0: That makes a lot more sense. I'm glad you clarified because I was thinking you're going to go the other direction on that. So are there any, I'm not sure which way to ask this question. Is it easier to say what are not qualified expenses or what are qualified expenses?
1: Um, Probably what are qualified expenses. So uh, the qualified expenses would be advertising, uh, uh, new employees, uh, or an expansion on your workforce.
0: Podcasting expenses. Can you file those?
1: For advertising? Yeah. Okay. All right. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, And uh, new equipment, so depreciable uh, assets or uh, real estate building. Oh, okay. And and the other one that may require a little bit of more tax planning, but lease payments. So if you don't buy a building, you can still get the credit uh, by leasing or renting.
0: So there is a broad array of expenses yes. that uh, qualify for this. Yes. That's and professional
1: really fees if you have to hire an attorney or an accountant. Okay. Those are also qualified expenses.
0: Nice. Thanks for getting that in there. Yes. <laughs> What um, Are there any categories of business that by category don't qualify for this? Outside of the size of the business, the five or less employees, so on and so forth?
1: Um, Not really. Um, Most of them will qualify. So some business structures are a little bit more complicated. I've had a question on a co-op that has, you know, 50 different owners in it, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, whether or not we can get that qualified. Uh, There's, uh, but most of your run of the mill uh, basic general startups will qualify. So, and I know I've had a few issues with real estate agents. Uh, There's some special rules for them out there. So, okay.
0: All right. So, maybe (laughs) reach out to this is a good spot to uh, give you a little cameo for how to get in touch with you because there are going to be those that are always a little bit more complicated by the nature of the tax credit, like realtors who want to know if they can. So how does somebody get a hold of you in Neely, Nebraska? That's where you're based, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> how does somebody get a hold of you if they, uh, they want to ask some questions about this?
1: Uh, usually phone call or email. All so. right.
0: Can you, can you give our audience the email and phone yes. number?
1: My email address is uh, Regina, R-E-G-I-N-A, at... It's KrebsCPAtax.com. So K-R-E-B as in boy, S as in Sam, CPA CPAtax.com. And my phone number is 402-887-5475.
0: Thank you. Yes. That's really our task to see how many people listen to this and download it mm-hmm. and see how many phone calls you get. <laughs> <laughs> no, we really appreciate that, Regina. I know you're already very busy, so volunteering your time to to answer questions for people is fantastic. Common mistakes. So folks that are, I'm sure there's some people that go through a CPA like you and maybe others who try to fill this out for the first time themselves, maybe even because um, they have some accounting background. Mm -hmm. Are there common mistakes that people need to be wary of or things that you see reasons for rejections from the state?
1: Right. And one of the biggest things is just the timing because this is, Uh, an expansion based credit Mm -hmm. what we're looking at are the definitions of what creates expansion so uh, we'd be looking at if it's an existing business we would be looking at what did you do last year Mm -hmm. so those are a lot of the details that could possibly create a hiccup I guess as far as making sure that those calculations are correct but it also presents uh, an opportunity to do some tax planning or cre- tax credit planning. Right. Um, you know, as far as w- how do those get classified and, um, you know, when, when do I spend the money? Do I do everything in December or do I roll that over and do that in January? Right. So there's definitely some uh, opportunity to do some timing planning.
0: Yeah, so yeah. Speaking of timing planning, um, I, I had never heard, an, until I ran into you, I had never heard of or didn't understand the intricacies of the Nebraska Advantage Microenterprise Tax Credit. And I'm sure not all CPAs can can stay up to speed on all things that are accounting rules. Are you running into situations where somebody has a CPA or somebody has an accountant um, and you're able to assist with kind of subject matter expert Um, subcontracting, so to speak, I guess, (laughs) helping the accountant help their client?
1: Yes, yes. I've done uh, several instances of that, actually, um, because uh, I've had people that come up to me and, you know, yeah. Their CPA isn't kept up on, on this, and it's kind of a specialized area, like I said. I've it doesn't been,
0: seem like the state's really advertising. I'm not seeing any billboards on Interstate 80 or anything talking about this.
1: Right, no, and yeah. they really aren't, um, you know, which was one of our issues when I was down there testifying at the state legislature. But at the same time, right or wrong, this program isn't handled through the Department of Economic Development, because it's a tax credit, mm-hmm. it's handled through the Department of Revenue, which really isn't their job to go out and advertise.
0: Yeah, so, and I wouldn't imagine that there's a, a whole host of folks with, with uh, marketing degrees or experience in that department either. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> which is why they're very good at what they do. Exactly, yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah.
1: So, And they needed a department to, like I said, handle the numbers, handling handle the audit portion of the tax credit. Um, but I think they just, yeah, they need to get some more involvement from the Department of Economic Development. So,
0: Is this one of those credits where if you snooze, you lose? Like, can the money run out? Is there a specific amount of money that's allocated each year? And if you wait too long, it might be gone, even yes. if you qualify for it?
1: Yes. So uh, there's at least $2 million every year. Okay. Anything above the $2 million depends on what's happened the year prior. It can be as much as uh, $4 million. So, okay. um, but this year for 2023, I just looked up the authorization table here about a week ago and it looked like there's $2.3 million available.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: So, but yes, it is a first come first serve based yeah. on that. Yep. That number. So
0: do you know if, are there other States in the, so this, the one that we're talking about is specific to Nebraska, obviously it's the mm-hmm. Nebraska Ant- advantage enterprise microenterprise tax credit. Are you aware of other states that have similar types of program programs for micro-businesses?
1: I am not personally, okay. but in the middle of Nebraska, I haven't had to deal with...
0: That might be our next podcast. Maybe. I'll find somebody <laughs> who, <laughs> who's next yes. run on all things. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. yeah. But probably worth the while of somebody if this exists here. I mean, states do replicate successful programs, especially if they're neighboring states, so... If you have a accountant or CPA that you're um, relying upon and strategizing with, particularly at the beginning of the year, it's something to be thinking about. Is there anything like this for, for you? Yeah, yeah,
1: right, exactly. My sister's doing a startup business, and that was the first place that I told her, you know, go check, uh, you know, the Department of Revenue, the Department of Economic Development, mm-hmm. you know, just see what is out there specific for that state.
0: Yeah, so. definitely. What else you're the expert on this. I'm just throwing the questions out. Anything that we missed other important things that people should know about this tax credit that we haven't really delved into yet?
1: Um
0: she's looking at the actual application. I'm looking right at now, the actual the application. Yep, <laughs>
1: this is the application. Uh I don't think there's a whole lot in there. Like I said, a lot of the details you have to be registered for all of Nebraska's programs, mm-hmm. so you have to be fully registered for sales tax, and if you have any employees, obviously employee tax.
0: And if you're not incorporated, forget it, right? What's that? If you're not incorporated as a entity?
1: Uh, no, uh, sole proprietors can do this.
0: Okay, thank you. So, yes. All right. Yep, nope. So, sole proprietors, LLCs, S-corps.
1: Corporations, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, and like I said, we're even looking into the possibility of doing something for a co-op. So
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But um, yeah, uh, the only thing that has, you know, come up uh, with some of my business owners that has employees anyway, is the requirement to use E-Verify, okay. and, which is a federal program. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have, uh, the business owners are business owners doing what they do best. So mm-hmm. going into the federal government to sign up for a program like that is a little bit uh, outside of their forte. Mm -hmm. So um, what I've done with most of my clients is I actually have a reporting agent account on E-Verify.
0: Oh, so you can just kind of set it up with them.
1: Correct. Yep. Which isn't a big deal, like I told them, you know, whenever they get a new employee, just ship me the I9 and I'll run it through and make sure that they're in compliance with that. Because that is a very time sensitive thing. You have three days from the hire date of the employee to get them run through e verified. Yeah.
0: And in the case of this, if you want to apply for this, it's you it's have to utilize it when you're mandatory. screening a new yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: Very good nugget of information there. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So yep. another great I mean, even again, even if you have an accountant or CPA that is very well versed on programs, little details like that might be where you can come in and say, Hey, I been there, done that, I can get you compliant with it.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Not stepping on their existing CPA's toes. Yep. Nope. yep. We can all work nicely together, right? We can, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Regina, I really appreciate you being here today. Uh this has been uh very helpful. Granted, I haven't said this out loud, but I mean, we, we focus a lot of energy on franchises, but needless to say, this is something that any business can qualify for any small business, as long as they meet the criteria that you discussed, franchised or not. So we appreciate you being along for the ride. Again, this is Regina Krebs, Regina Krebs CPA based in Neely, Nebraska, but, uh, works all across the state. And I appreciate your expertise. And by the way, I appreciate the advocacy on behalf of all small businesses, the time and energy that you're not getting paid for, the time and energy that you're putting into advocating at the state level within the state legislature to ensure that this continues to get funded and even perhaps more graciously funded. So thank you for doing that on behalf of all of us.
1: Well, thank you. Yep, nope, I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, it's a personal passion of mine. So
0: Clearly. And I'm going to ask you one more question as we wrap up. How did you stumble into this? What was your first entrance into the, this tax credit?
1: So my first entrance into this tax credit is they mentioned it one time on my, uh, tax continuing education courses.
0: No kidding. Yes.
1: And they said (laughs) the department of revenue was there. They usually concentrate on sales tax and they, uh, said, Oh yeah, we got this new program in. So I went and looked at it. Um, and, uh, Kind of built it up. I've been involved in economic development for 20 years, and uh, it kind of fell right in with, uh, you know, the LB840 programs in the small communities mm-hmm. um, are an economic funding device, and that's where I kind of helped them wrap up everything in, uh, a, you know, a package deal that small businesses or farmers, you know, with FSA mm-hmm. – um, you know, you pull from what's, all what's FSA? of FSA, uh, farm service agency. Thank you. So, uh, you know, you can pull from all of these different sources to help small businesses. And I, you know, just really wanted to make sure that, uh, our local area had that information. And so and and now, it just grew from and there. now, and now hopefully the state. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you. I'm glad we have you dominating that niche here in our state. So. <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> Regina, thanks again for joining us today. really appreciate this. And thanks to all of you for joining us on another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. Remember, you got the QR code on the bottom of your screen. So if you have any questions about this Nebraska Advantage Microenterprise Tax Credit and you want to get a hold of Regina, just scan that QR code and get in touch with us and we will be more than happy to make that happen for you. And of course, don't keep this episode a secret or any of our episodes a secret subscribe follow and share particularly if you know somebody including a spouse or significant other who may very well qualify for this Um, the early bird does get the worm on a program like this where the money can eventually run out so the sooner you know and the sooner you're sure that you are doing what is necessary to comply with the filing requirements the better shape you'll be and the better chance you have of getting this tax credit so thanks to all of you for joining us again Subscribe, follow, and share us, and we will see you here again soon on another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy.
1: Ahora Media Production.